Good morning. Morning, everyone. Um, so from today's DT, I thought about how this question, what is the will of God, is so frequently asked by people, and how so often the context in which this question is asked is in terms of what is best for me in this situation. Um, I think about how a college student could ask this question when it comes to their future career, perhaps their future spouse, what job to take, etc. And then as you grow older and life just happens, so many times we ask that question of what is the will of God? And in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, there's a very clear answer to this question. And, God, and this text says, God's will is to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. And this answer is actually quite different than what the college student is probably asking. And I thought about how challenging it is. How do I rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances? Uh, for me, looking at it more carefully, it says, in all uh, in all circumstances, but not for all circumstances. And I think that's a necessary distinction. I don't have to say it's opposite day and make up a reason to be thankful for something terrible or tragic happening. That's not true to reality if I'm not rejoicing or thankful for that. But what is possible for me in the midst of all circumstances that I can rejoice and give thanks to God for many reasons. That He is unchanging despite my circumstances, that He is still trustworthy, that he is present with me. Um, based on his character and what he does, yes, I can definitely give thanks to God. In the midst of my difficulty to know that God cares, has compassion, is mindful of, of me, is reassuring and comforting. Never, I'm never alone and no situation is away from his gaze and I can be really thank, thankful for that. Um, in Psalm 147, I wanna talk about some themes along uh, this Psalm of praise, verse one. Good to sing praises, pleasant, a song of praise is fitting. And these are nice sounding, but uh, to do it when it's not easy to do, it takes some reflecting upon. Because if I'm feeling down or sad, or COVID is keeping us apart, things generally not working out, then in what ways can I see praise as being good, pleasant, and fitting? And this is where I need to step back to see the reality of God, both in my life and in our world. It's in seeing God's unchanging character in the midst of everything going on where I find room in my heart to praise Him. I think about my circumstance and my thoughts about God, um, and my thoughts about God don't come up. But zooming out, then I can think about who God is in my life, my Savior, my Redeemer, my Lord. He is loving, compassionate, caring, patient, and kind. He is also present, sovereign, and in control of the present and the future. He is not daunted by the events of this world. He is also active and at work in ways I may not see or know right now. Thinking about these things that are true regardless of my circumstance or how I feel helps me to refocus on what's most true. As real as difficulties are, these things are also real and even more real to me when I think about it. That helps me to praise God knowing that my life is not about being swayed from highs and lows, good and bad events. I get to think uh, I get to experience being like a tree planted by living water when the constant winds of the uncertainty of life comes at me. Verse 3, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. I think about this and this is something to praise God for. Life deals constant blows, issues with family, loved ones, hurt that people experience from the past that surfaces again, challenges and temptations that keep bringing people down. I know I often feel helpless to do something about it. Yet if it's not me, then who? But there is God. He comes to bring bring this using His Word, people, and circumstances in ways that I may not be aware of. 
His word comforts me when I'm brokenhearted and wounded. I'm still reminded of some of those times when I grieve the loss of a family member and people bring me the word of God that helped me refocus on God's presence in my life. God also used people to comfort me, to provide for my needs, to just be there praying for me. In very tangible ways, I got to experience his healing and binding that I could not do for myself. Yeah, and then in verse 5, it says, Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. I thought about how um, greatness and power is often associated with untouchability or distinction of some sort. Um, but not only is our God a God of greatness and power, but he is also one who desires to um, uh, associate or be with the brokenhearted and, and the wounded, as in verse 3. And further, this great and powerful God is someone whose understanding is beyond measure. His power and greatness doesn't separate me from him. Um, thought about people who are in power and are considered great, and they are um, always and often separate in a palace, the White House, security around them, not um, only associating with other people of prominence and power, but our God is one who understands and heals and binds up. Verses 15 and then 18 through 20, I think the common theme from these verses are his command, his words, and his statutes and rules. It's interesting that though the focus is on the reasons to praise God, that his word remains the continual means of how he relates to his people and does his work. It gets me to see how important his word must be in my life. John 1 says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Um, much of how, um, most of how I will both come to see God at work and the reasons to praise him in my life is gonna be based on how connected I am to his word, how much it is living and dwelling in me that I'm abiding in it. I don't think this Continual act of praising God can happen for very long if I were to just convince myself that I ought to do that. But as I relate uh, with God through His Word, what I begin to see is His constant presence in my life, His activity all around me, and His Word spoken direct uh, to me directly. And that provides the impetus for being able to give thanks to Him again and again and again. So my life being centered around His Word is so important in terms of living out this call to praise the Lord. Uh, verse 11, finally, in the, midst of this, in the middle of this psalm of praise, there are these words. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his steadfast love. Someone defined fearing God in this way. Fearing God means having such a reverence for him that it has a great impact on the way we live out our lives. The fear of God is respecting him, obeying him, submitting to his discipline, and worshiping him in awe. With all the things that God does in this psalm, this is one thing that uh, depends on me. Taking pleasure or delight in me is based on whether or not I fear him. If I have no regard for God, choose to disobey him and do not worship him, and he will not take pleasure in me. If I also do not hope in his steadfast love, likewise he will not take pleasure in me. If I respond to him in this way, then I am not seeing God in the midst of my life. I am only seeing things from my limited perspective, my vantage point of my life being the most important and people and circumstances either for me or against me. That becomes a very small life, isolating myself from God and his people. Then I will have to use my own power and my will to handle all the storms and dangers of this life by myself. And at some point it will be too daunting and overwhelming for me, which is why I came, first came to seek God and respond to him for salvation. These words help provide even greater urgency and necessity to turn my eyes to focus on him and not on myself nor my circumstances.